0: You're listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang, founder of Moxie Club. When you're looking for lasting weight loss, join us here for the mindset you need, a dash of inspiration, and stories that will bring it all to life. Episode number 84. Well, hey there, Amy here. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the happy and healthy podcast. So Matt and I are thinking about getting a dog and currently the Bernese mountain dog is in the top spot followed by like a Bernie doodle because I usually am allergic to dogs. So we're a little concerned about that anyway. Because I haven't had a dog before, I've been binge watching Cesar Millan's new show, Better Human, Better Dog, on National Geographic. So Cesar Millan is also known as the dog whisperer. He had a show quite a few years ago, right? And he started off as a dog groomer. And he's gone from those very humble beginnings to now actually having a dog psychology center. So the show is all about seeing these dogs who need to be rehabilitated um, transforming. And basically you get to see a dog with its family living happily ever after. So Cesar does a lot of observing, watching the interactions and the body language of the dog and between the dog and the owners. And he has this fundamental belief that there's no such thing as a bad dog and through his show he gets to demonstrate that over and over again and when I watched the show it reminded me of when my nephew Chase was born and watching my dad his grandpa nervously holding him Right? And all Chase was doing was fidgeting and crying. This was when he was, I want to say about two or three weeks old. And then as I watched my dad struggle, I'm like, go ahead, I'll, you know, give him to me and I'll hold him. And he immediately calmed down. And I still remember my dad's like, wow, Auntie Amy knows what to do. So I was able to demonstrate to my dad that it was possible to get him to calm down. Right. Kind of like Cesar Milan's doing. So I like to say that I'm the baby whisperer. <laughs> and actually, years ago, when my friend Julia had her firstborn, I still remember visiting her in the hospital the next day. And the nurses at the hospital asked me if I had ever considered volunteering because they have lots of babies in the hospitals with parents who aren't around or can't be around to hold them. Anyway, enough about me. And back to the points that I wanted to make from watching the show. According to Milan, with the pandemic, we now have a lot of new dog owners. And he noted that a lot of these new owners give a great deal of affection with very little exercise and even less discipline. So his new show is all about dogs misbehaving, owners that don't know what to do, and without the skills, there's a lot of fear and newbie mistakes. So in the latest episode, which is episode 10, And again, I've been binge watching, right? But one of the mistakes that played out several times over several episodes, including this one, was owners who see that their dog is agitated, right? Or misbehaving and try to comfort the dog by holding them closer or even using baby talk, which reinforces the behavior that they don't want because the dog interprets the comfort as reward. For someone like me, who's never had a dog and doesn't understand dogs, I think this is actually counterintuitive. So here's the thing that really caught my attention. The show is all about the owners who are bringing their dogs in for rehabilitation. But the unwanted behavior... Our reaction to something that the owner is doing or not doing. And what's happening is we make the mistake of seeing the symptoms, right, the misbehavior as the problem. So, what does that have to do with weight loss? A lot. We think unwanted pounds are the problem. So, we look for programs to lose weight. That's why diets are so popular. But the unwanted pounds are the symptoms, right? And if we only treat the symptoms, sure, we can lose the weight in the short term, but the symptoms will usually come back. And that's how we get caught up in the cycle of yo-yo dieting or weight cycling. And of course, with weight cycling comes frustration and disappointment because there's not only a tendency to regain the weight that we've lost, but to gain more, right? The scale just keeps inching up. So in the show, Better Human, Better Dog, Cesar Milan noted how dogs are a mirror of our expectations. As an example, in episode 10, there was a Lassa Opso that had pink eye or conjunctivitis, which meant he needed eye drops administered daily. And what was happening was every time the owners went to try to give him eye drops, he would nip and bite. And over time, it was getting harder and harder to put the eye drops in to the point where literally in the demonstration, the mom put on work gloves to hold the dog (laughs) while the dad was trying to put the eye drops in. That's just crazy, right? And it wasn't just the eye drops. She talked about taking 12 hours just to give him a bath as well. So, Again, instead of treating the symptoms, we want to treat the cause. That's going to be far more helpful and lasting. And just like my nephew, Cesar Milan showed that it was possible. Every time he's interacting with a dog, he exudes this calm confidence. And he's very assertive about what's going to happen next. So what did he do? He held the Lassa Opso, calmed him down immediately, and was able to put the drops in. Easy peasy. And what the mom noted was that despite all the history with those eye drops, that spiral that she had experienced didn't matter to her dog. That dogs are all about living in the present. So in the episode, they also showed her giving the dog a bath and still feeling a little nervous. To which Milan again tells her, you need to project calm confidence. So just think about something in your life that helps you feel that way. Because the dog doesn't know what you're thinking. It only senses how you're feeling that energy that you're giving off. And when she did this, the dog again was very calm and let her give him a bath. I think it's a him. (laughs) Anyways, if we then look at weight gain as due to say emotional eating or because you eat when you're stressed or bored, instead of looking for a weight loss program that is focused on controlling how much you eat and what you eat, let's solve for the emotional eating. Now, for those of you who are just listening to this podcast for the first time, I dedicated several episodes, several podcast episodes to the topic of emotional eating. That is not the intent of today's. But you can go and check out uh, one from April of 2020, which actually talks about how to stop emotional eating. And you'll also want to look for one on processing emotions. So when it comes to emotional eating, depending on why that urge is there, there are actually three strategies we can use. The first is to literally just change up the routine. And most programs do talk about this, changing up the routine so that maybe you're eating something a little healthier or coming up with something else to do when you're feeling that stress or emotion. Okay, that's one. And I have an episode on how to change the habit loop, right? The second one is to actually process the emotions. So allow yourself to feel the feelings. And know that most feelings will pass after about 90 seconds. But again, a lot of times that emotional eating to comfort, right, or to distract or to numb is about not feeling it. So we really wanna give ourselves permission to feel, and learn how to sit with it, sit with that discomfort. Because just like there are no bad dogs, there are no bad feelings. We can have positive emotions and we can have negative emotions. So I'm using emotions and feelings interchangeably here. And negative emotions are simply a signal to our brain and our body that we perceive a threat to our wants or our needs being met. So it's like a warning light. And it literally is based on our interpretation of the situation. And then the third strategy when it comes to emotional eating that I talk about is if the thoughts you have that are triggering that emotion are ones that actually don't serve you, then let's work on reframing them. And it's this third category now that we I wanna spend a little time on. So I have two exercises for you, okay? The first one is right now, I want you to think about something that puts you in a calm, confident state of mind. Got it? If you don't have it, go ahead and pause this podcast right now. I really want you to think of a situation that brings you that calm, that confidence, that feeling of composure. All right. So I'm going to call this your happy place. Okay. Now, The next time you have the urge to eat, to comfort yourself, or to distract yourself, I want you to focus your attention on your happy place and then practice some TLC to reframe. So if you're not familiar with TLC or the TLC method, I want you to go to episode one, the one about TLC. Now, if you haven't realized it already, I want you to note when you want to project that calm, composed, assertive energy, you can find it at a moment's notice. So exercise number two now is again based on TLC. So TLC stands for the learning cycle, okay? And this is based on cognitive behavioral therapy. And the basic idea is this, our thoughts trigger our emotions, which drive our actions, which then lead to the outcomes we experience. And those outcomes serve as evidence for our brain, okay? This means now that our body sensations are inputs for our brain that can trigger emotions. So even the simple act of standing up straight with your shoulders down, your feet planted shoulder width apart, right? And claiming your space. So think about like a superhero pose. This is feedback for your brain. So you can channel that superhero energy just by assuming that pose. Now, as you're in that pose, think about an experience where you felt like a superhero. (laughs) Okay, now notice what skills you brought to bear. What kind of support you may have enlisted And consider how much practice you've had honing that skill. So again, when you catch yourself thinking, I want to be more calm and confident or calm and assertive. Remember, you can trigger it by just embodying this pose. And the next time you're in a situation that is frenzied or chaotic, when you bring that calm it will attract attention and provide this balancing force. Okay, When you're not getting the outcomes you want, right? whether you're at work or at home, ask yourself, what is the energy that I'm bringing to this situation? And what energy do I want to bring? And I'm gonna say it again, you always have access to that calm and confidence. Now, of course, human psychology is far more complicated than dogs, but I think we can still learn a lot by simplifying it. So as an example, if you're feeling that fear and anxiety or nervous, this may simply be a signal you that you don't have the skills you need yet. Doesn't always, sometimes that nervousness is because you're going into a big presentation and your body is just getting itself ready to perform. But if that fear and nervousness is rooted in not having the skills, you can solve that. Right? Right? So again, to solve for that problem, you want to make sure that you understand what the cause is of the behavior. We've really gotten caught in the trap of quick fix, where we try to treat the symptoms as opposed to taking that longer view of figuring out what the root cause is and addressing that. So again, when we're looking at lasting weight loss, I hope you understand now that when we look at those extra pounds as the problem instead of the symptom, that is why we make the mistake. And it's a very common mistake of looking at diets as a solution to the problem. And in this way, Diets are also really just a quick fix. They're very, very outcome oriented where they're really not about building skill, which is about the process. Just like happiness is about the journey, not the destination, right? Okay, so before I wrap things up today, I just wanna give you again a quick reminder of my upcoming Building Resilience Workshop This coming Wednesday, September 1st, 2021, from 5 to 7 p.m. So in this two-hour workshop, you are going to learn about how to embrace stress to build resilience. So I will be reviewing the science of stress, which means that I'm going to actually talk to you about what chemicals are released and what effect it has on your body. I'll also be talking about the power of mindset. And then I'll be sharing with you strategies and tools that you can use to actually harness that stress. Because what studies have shown is by harnessing stress, by embracing stress, We literally are building resilience, we're deepening our relationships, and ultimately it fosters a much more meaningful life. And my goal is for you to leave the workshop understanding that stress is one of your superpowers. And by embracing stress, you can actually avoid the negative effects of worry and anxiety and isolation and overwhelm. If this is something you want, all you have to do is register at moxy clubcom harness, H-A-R-N-E-S-S. And I will be providing a link to this in the show notes as well. And of course, if you have any questions, go ahead and send me an email at amy at moxie-club.com. Okay, space is limited. So be sure to register in advance to save your spot and not wait until the day of. And I'll wrap things up today with a quote by Steve Jobs. And I think I've actually used this quote before but it's just so perfect for today's episode that I'm going to repeat it. And it goes, if you define the problem correctly, you almost have the solution. You've been listening to the Happy and Healthy Podcast with Amy Lang. If you enjoyed today's episode, by all means hit the subscribe button now. If you're ready to get started, visit my website moxyclub.com. That's M O X I E hyphen C L U B.com and sign up for a free 20-minute coaching session with me. And remember, making your choices when you're in a state of abundance is where the magic happens.